Hi, and welcome to the Write the Story podcast, where we divulge tips on plotting as you listen in to us outlining a short story. This episode has been brought to you by our listeners and supporters on Patreon. If you want to help bring more podcasts like this one to life, please visit www.patreon.com forward slash amwritingfantasy. Welcome to episode eight. I'm Autumn. Before I call Jesper, I want to fill you in on what's been happening with our short story outline. It's only been a short while for you, but for Jesper and I, it's been a couple of weeks while we worked on the outline of our short story, based on the plot points we've been outlining in these podcasts. Though we discussed some points and finalized things, so now we're ready to share the final stages with you. And that's what we're going to cover today in this episode. Okay, with that, I'm going to go ahead and call Jesper. Hello? Hi, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good, I'm good. Last episode, huh? Yeah, I know, I can't believe it already. No, and then uh, I'm going to get into start writing the first draft soon then. I know, and I can't wait. And so our goal is that this short story is going to be pretty small, so it'll be pretty fast to write, hopefully. Yeah, probably... I would say two weeks, maybe, then the first draft will be oh, done. That sounds better than um, my Vela story that I started out meaning to make it short, but it's becoming a Vela mini novel, so I don't <laughs> think that's going to work. Hopefully you have better luck with yours. Yeah, well, we'll see. But uh, of course, it also becomes easier for you to edit because it's not so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be exciting too, but I can't wait to see it. So that's great. Yeah. So I, I think we wanted to go through a bit of, uh, well, what should we call it? Like verification or double checking of some of the things we did here at the end, just to verify that we're happy with everything or we need to change anything. Uh, is that a bit of the game today, isn't it? Yeah, I think we should um, talk about the chapters that you came up with and we've agreed upon and how they fit into what we've outlined before, because we actually do have some hint, hint, surprise changes, but we can explain why we did them. So we should let the reader know like how it ended up being the format that even though we came up with all these plot points and stuff, we actually tweak things and explain why. Things still sometimes change when you go from what you meant to outline, and then you start actually fleshing it out more, and you know, it's still a little fluid at this point. Yeah, it, it's primarily in the beginning of the story that things were changed, not so much for the rest of it. Uh, we had a bit more, should I call it meat on the bone <laughs> in our outline in the beginning of the story, originally when we did the plotting in the previous episodes of this podcast. And then when I sat down to do the detailed chapter-by-chapter chapter outline, it dawned on me that we had a set word count that we wanted to keep within and if I was doing a chapter-by-chapter chapter outline the way that we had discussed those initial chapters in this podcast series, then, yeah, it would just end up running too long. So I basically collapsed some of those things that we had plotted, which was probably going to traverse several chapters. I collapsed that into one chapter. Uh, so it's a bit more condensed in the beginning. Yeah. And I think that makes sense. I think what we had outlined would make a perfectly good short story or a perfectly good story, but it was definitely going more towards novella length. 
So like 40,000 words, and we were aiming for like half of that, like 17,000 words. So that meant um, condensing things. I think I think that's what we're looking for as a word. Yeah, indeed. It's not really so much changing that much compared to what we did. It's more just not elaborating as much on some of the things as we maybe had in our original outline. It is. But though, I do think, I don't know if we're going to try to like explain some of the chapters, it did reorganize the order of some things happening, but I actually think it helps the flow because we don't have as much detailed and scene setting and repetition. It goes from like, Dramna's on the beach, Ubri comes, it, we kind of have that, you know, hints of romance. Then it's like the next day is the ceremony and that ends with a storm which ends with her parents coming and a lot of that stuff was at the beginning so it flips things around but i think it i actually think the flow is better this way so i think it works out yeah it's definitely more fast paced basically i think in the original yeah. outline we did as part of this podcast series we took our time a bit more in building up the setting and her motivations and so on whereas now it's a bit more straight into it. Yeah, I, I think so, but it, it, which I think will be perfect for a short story. So I think it's going to work great. And there is a just, there is a nice flow and it incorporates all the elements, like even all later with the apprentice and the assassin apprentice and Askel, who is the master apprentice or master assassin, you know, their interaction, the explaining, the reasoning, you worked all that in. And it's, it's funny because we did it piece by piece and some of the ending stuff, you know, the details about the history between Askel and his apprentice, we came up with like in the last episode. Yeah. But to see it all written out together, you're like, oh, this works so well. It's perfect. So I think it's going to be a great story. Yeah, I think so too. So I'm thinking that maybe we just uh, go through. So in our plot development book, we had some guidelines about how to do character introduction. So I think for one, we can go through that just double checking if we're happy with how we are introducing Dramna in the beginning of the story. And then we have a section about opening and closing lines, which we can then just do a review of here live on air as well, because I actually did prepare opening and closing lines already. So I'm curious to hear what you think about them. Yeah, you hinted you'd done this, but you haven't shared them with me yet. So I'm... (laughs) I'm looking forward to hearing what your opening and closing lines are, your suggested ones. So that sounds really good. Yeah, because I would say, hey, let's, you know, read what the outline actually is. But you put in a lot of work and there's quite a, some of these have quite the word count. So I don't think it'd be worth a listener's time to basically read them a very long outline of the short story. But I wish we could it's really good maybe we'll do an addendum if listeners are like no no we want to hear it we'll just record it solely and have little episodes of this is our outline yeah that's fair enough if, if a lot of listeners if, if you come back to us and, and contact us to say you want us to record a bonus episode about what the actual outline says then i'm happy to do so but i think I don't know, but I just think that not not the majority of people probably won't be interested in that. And and besides, once the story is written, we will release a short episode to let you know where you can get it for free. So you can go and read the story afterwards, and then basically you can see yourself what all the this plotting transformed into. 
which will also be which will be equally exciting. So I think that sounds great. Okay, so let me jump into our guidebook here and read out a bit aloud about what it says. And then uh, let's do a bit of checking on whether we're happy with things or not. Sounds good. So the first part is about character introduction. Now it says, the main character is the story and the one who drives the plot forward. It's also the person whose inner journey the reader has to become invested in. The purpose of the beginning isn't just to start your tale. Aside from trying to hook the reader, the introduction of the protagonist also lets readers know what the story is going to be about as the character arc is revealed. By making readers care about the main character, you are ensuring that once the devastating inciting incident occurs, it'll matter to them. The challenge you are facing is that readers aren't acquainted with the character yet. How do you make them care? Here are four elements to help you succeed. So we could just review each of these four, I think, Autumn. That sounds perfect. The first one is called Show the Buried Conviction. And maybe you just need to remind us, uh, <laughs> Autumn, what, what buried conviction <laughs> did we make for Dramna? Oh, you wanted to quiz me. So I think the buried conviction is that she feels inherently unworthy of the success and the things and family, especially it was like, it was that connection with other people in her heart, she feels unworthy. And so that's her buried conviction. Yeah. And now, so it says, by hinting at the lie the character believes in, you're planting the flagpole right in the heart of the character arc. Find ways to expand your current outline and build a bit between the character's chapter goal and the buried conviction. Given how the lie is, why the character is pursuing the outer motivation, there is a symbiotic relationship between the two. Yeah, so basically the question is if whether or not we are showing the buried conviction well enough in, in the beginning. I think it's something we could actually develop a little bit more, but we have the perfect setup for it. So in the beginning, she's alone on the beach and Ubri comes and there's some like, you know, which I think is, this is to me, one of the most perfect things is that, you know, he comes and instead of seeing her interaction with her parents, we actually see this slight romance that it just hooks me right from the beginning. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I want to see these two. But they're both hesitant. And right now we have them hesitant because they just don't want rejection. But I think if we put a little bit more emphasis that Dramna doesn't want, that she kind of like, oh, he's never going to want me. I think that will show her buried conviction. We just need to basically have her have that thought of, she, he, maybe he doesn't want rejection, but she is afraid that it's like, no, he's, he's just not, he's not really here for me. It's, he's too good. Yeah, I think that's really good because that will indeed show even more the buried conviction. Maybe it would have come out when I, once I started writing anyway, but I've made a note of it now, so I'll make sure that that is included in chapter one. Great. And I'll, I'll make myself a, a little note in my outline and that way I can double check. That's my job too. Yes. <laughs> You're checking me all the time. <laughs> That's right. Someone's got to. Yeah, indeed. Nobody else does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The next one is uh, called create sympathy. So the downside of showing the very conviction is that it's usually one of the less appealing sides of the character's personality. That's why you'll need something to balance it out. By including a moment in which the reader builds sympathy, you will kill two birds with one stone. Hmm. 
but aren't we building sympathy by the fact that she's secluded alone on a beach and forced to be there? And is that not sympathy building? I would say it's like I don't see. I don't want to use the word hundred percent sympathy, but I definitely feel this strong resonation with her between the fact that she's alone on the beach and she's lonely, and she's and Aubrey comes and she's blind. You know, there's this little spark and fizzle and you sizzle and you're like, okay, I emotionally I'm attached very quickly and want to see where it goes when I was reading the outline. So I think I think it's there. I don't feel like her especially having her buried conviction that she feels unworthy in a moment of tenderness and affection mm. already is so relatable that I'm not worried about bringing out that buried conviction. It's not this hideous monster of troll no, no, in the exactly. room. It's more like, oh, you poor thing. I want to hug you. Yeah. So I think we're good. I agree. Then number three is called moderate the level of action. Review your chapter outline to make sure it isn't too heavily focused on action. Many writers feel pressured to add more and more action, thinking that it's necessary to keep things exciting. It might be modern movies affecting us, but we've also dedicated quite some time in this book explaining the need to keep things moving. We carry some of that blame if you're overcompensating. <laughs> so that's just that was just <laughs> us in the text saying that, uh, sorry if we were leading you down a road to put too much action and tension in your, in your story. But <laughs> we, we don't have too much action in this opening. It's much more about her inner challenges and the affection you were talking about together with Ubri. So yeah. I'm really not worried here either. No, I'm not worried. There's very minor it's more of a, a spark of romance and then a little bit of fear action in the next chapter and with the this dragon coming close to the shore and world building you feel the world the sense of the world's coming in very quickly so i think we've got the action covered it's not overly action but there's enough interesting things going on that i think it holds attention without you know being a thriller with a chase scene number four then it's called Character Details. Lastly, there is no way of escaping how you will need to let the reader know some details about the character. Yet, try not to become too clever about this. There are those authors who think themselves smart when holding off revealing information about the character like name, age, appearance or gender. The perceived logic is that it creates a sense of mystery when the reader isn't told any such details until a couple of pages later. Oh, that's a good one. So we were almost going to do that. That's one of the discussions you and I had it was, was when to reveal. Yeah, when to reveal that she's blind. And I I don't think it has to be the first page, but it has to be pretty quick. It's it's just something that's a core part of who she is. It's not a flaw, it's not a fault. It actually becomes a strength. So I just I wanted it out there very quickly. So I think we've changed to that. So we're not we're not withholding something that it's not new. I think it's always important to think of it. It's if it's not new to the character, don't hide it. Don't hold it back from the reader. It's it's just such a cheap cop out of a reveal. You know, if it's something that's common in the world, but you're saving it so that it's a big reveal later. That's like oh, but this exists. Don't do that. Just just let it be part of the story naturally. And maybe it's not, you don't feel like it's such a big wow factor, but it's kind of cheesy to hold back like really important information, hoping to surprise the reader with it later. Yeah, and 
back to what you said before that uh, somebody had to keep an eye on what I was doing. So uh, you made me rewrite the the outline for chapter one, which I actually think was a good thing because it it became out better now. Yeah, well, it always works out better when we 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 challenge each other to do better and never to take the easy way out, which means everything we do is like five times more difficult than what we expected to be doing. <laughs> but it's ten times better than anything we expected to do as well, either. I agree. Agree. Okay, so I think we're happy with that. I made that small note about making sure that that buried conviction comes out in Drowner. Otherwise, I think that's it. No, that sounds good. So are we on to opening and closing lines? I can't wait to hear what you did, or is there something else first? No, indeed, opening and closing lines. So let me just start by reading the opening line item that we said in the guidebook here. Okay. The opening line is your first chance to snare the reader's attention and get them into the story. Such a demand could suggest an impossible mission for a single sentence. However, what if we told you that the goal isn't to write the most awesome line ever? Whether you like Stephen King's stories or not doesn't matter. We can probably all still agree that he is a master at writing. Allow us to share three examples from his work. So we added three examples in our book here, so let me just give you three opening line examples as a bit of a teaser here. So from Stephen King, this is from It. The terror which would not end for another 28 years if it ever did end, began, so far as I know or can tell, with a boat made from a sheet of newspaper floating down a gutter swollen with rain. Hmm. We all know what that is. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) Or we have The Shining, Jack Torrance thought, officious little prick. (laughs) (laughs) Short and not so sweet. (laughs) Yeah, and misery. But sometimes the sounds like the pain, faded, and then there was only the haze. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, so I, I think what we said, at least in the in our guidebook here, and, and some people will probably disagree, the ones who are hardcore uh, Stephen King fans, but we said, like, they're not really memorable, these sentences, like is like you will remember them. I mean, of course, the hardcore Stephen King fans, they they will remember these sentences, but... I think the average reader doesn't remember these, at least not word for word. But I think we can agree that they are written by an author who knows what he what he's doing. So we have basically said that to create opening lines, you should show something about the character, something about like capture the soul of the story, invoke curiosity, and then you can, if you want, use some dialogue. That's what our guidebook says, and then I then came up with a, a suggestion, at least, for an opening line, or rather it, it is two small sentences, and I often like to keep it short, and then you can see what you think about it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Isolation was an honor, or so they claimed. <laughs> I do like that. That is... It doesn't say anything about Dramna. That'd be my only question, only thing. It doesn't actually introduce her, but no, it definitely right introduces after. her circumstances. Yeah, I figured. So I'm not opposed to that because it it is like curious. You're like, okay, isolation's an honor. What kind of weird planet are you on? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then to have that flip of or so they claim, so you know almost intuitively that. Whoever comes next is someone who is not feeling very honored with their right isolation. 
and disagrees, right? Yeah, disagrees. So you suddenly get this opposition, which creates a curiosity. So I'm not opposed to that as an opening. Two lines. No, or we no. could do a semicolon in there, and so it'd be one sentence that's just kind of meshed together. Yeah, because I also think it captures a bit of the heart of the story here, and because it is a lot about her exploring her inner self, which is isolation as well. She feels isolated. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's both the fact that she's on the beach, isolated, but it's also her inner journey with feeling isolated and not feeling good enough. So I think it captures yes. both her and the setting quite well. And then she has a bit of a teenage attitude, which is good. <laughs> then that's captured by the second part, like also they claimed, right? So yes. her attitude coming through there. And I think it even captures that she feels isolated because, I mean, our world is so visual and here she is blind. So that makes her also feel isolated. So it really encompasses the journey of the story. I like that. Okay, good. So you want to move on to closing lines? Yes, let's go for the closing line. Okay, in our guidebook, we had a couple of hints on how to write good closing lines. So it does talk a bit about pacing being one, you know, trying to bring that final line a bit to life. And also we are mentioning send-off, making sure that it wraps things up nicely. And then finally, if you can also maybe make it hint at the future, then that's pretty good as well. To me, closing lines can almost be tougher than the opening, because the opening, like you said, you can forget. You often don't remember what the first line is. You want it to be interesting enough to hook a reader, but the last line is sort of like the aftertaste on a good bottle of scotch or something. You want it to linger. You want it to be this note that you're like, oh, I want to do that again. Yeah. So, because that's what's going to make them buy it. The first line is going to make them want to pick up your book. But the last line, that last lingering emotion is going to be what makes them go buy your next book. And so it, they're tough. So I can't wait to hear what you came up with. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure now. Now you set it up like really bad for me. Now I can only fail. <laughs> <laughs> You're being compared to good scotch. Come on. <laughs> uh, okay, so we need to picture now. We are at the end of the story. Uh, Drama has gone through uh, a lot of challenges. She has evolved and grown as a person. And she's now back at the beach where she started. And she's standing there with Ubri, probably as the sun is setting or something. Pretty romantic. <laughs> and then I have written two lines of dialogue between them. The first line being Dramna's and then uh, Ubri's response to it. And then that's, that was my idea of the ending. Okay. So first, Ramna is saying, What if I grow into a different person than you thought? And Uber says, Then I'll love whoever you become that much stronger. Oh, that's just adorable. <laughs> I do like that. And that is so Ubri. I think so. I think that's really good. Because I, I feel like that also... It hints on the, or it builds on the fact that she has changed, and mm -hmm. now she's thinking about, okay, you know, I'm a different person now than the one he, he was interested in before at the beginning of the story. Mm -hmm. But it also hints at the future uh, about the fact that they will stay together because he just loves her for who she is. Yes, and it really sets up what she goes through in the course of our books 
to barter, beg, to do things that she didn't ever want to do in order to save him. And even though she's not the main character, she's like, you know, secondary. She's, um, but her story, I think, to me is so engrossing, especially because of the romance angle. It really sets up the strength of that romance and what she will do later in these books to try to protect and save him. So I think it's a really good ending. I like that it's dialogue, too, because, uh, so you did a good job. Round of applause. (laughs) (laughs) It's, um, I do, that's one of the things that, like, when I'm doing my editing, because I, just to warn listeners, I mean, these, we're talking about the ending, the beginning and ending of the book, but every chapter kind of goes through almost the same thing. You want every chapter to begin with a hook and every chapter to end, not with that resonance, but with something that makes you want to turn the page. So every chapter is a beginning and ending. And I don't know if we'll look at that, but when I'm doing my editing, I always go through and one of my columns on my editing spreadsheets is what is the opening and what is the closing? Is it dialogue? Is it description? Just try to, I capture that so that you make sure they're varied. And so I do like the fact that the first one is more just is like an inner monologue kind of description. And the last one is actual dialogue. So I like that. They're not both the same. No. And I also like that we have her back where she started and then back on the beach. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then you can really show how it's now a different person standing here compared to what it was Mm -hmm. in the beginning. So I I quite like that too. Yeah, I like that too. I I had that, I think, in my debut novel that, you know, the one person returns home and he realizes it's not the house that changed, but he's changed so much that it no longer fits him when he goes home to see his parents. So I think that's just a good way of showing it. Okay, good. I think we're ready to start writing now, Autumn. I'm so excited. Except you have to be the one writing, so I I still got a couple weeks to go until... um, I get to edit it, read it. I always get to read it, which is always exciting, and then get to edit it. So soon, 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 soon. Soon, 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 yes. Okay, I think we will uh, end this limited podcast series here. Uh, As I said, we will release uh, some short announcement episodes uh, once the story is out and so forth, so people can go and read it if they're interested. But uh, otherwise, I think we've come to the end. And of course, if anybody is interested in the guidebook that we've been using as we've gone along here, The link is in the episode show notes for every single episode, uh, but uh, you can go and and find the link there from where you can you can buy the book, and it's both available in ebook uh, from Amazon, and it is also you can also buy ebooks from the other stores online like Kobo and so on, wherever you buy books normally. Paperbacks, if you prefer those, those are also available from Amazon together with hardbacks, so you can get whatever you want. <laughs> And I have one of those beautiful hardcover ones that we uh, produce. So I have to admit, it is just absolutely gorgeous. So I like that one. (laughs) Yeah. And don't forget, though, if readers really want to hear it and hear hear us actually narrate out our outline to see that final stage before you write it, you know, just go and pester us, leave it in the review, track us down, and there's a comment form on the website. So. Let us know. We can always do a couple episodes of actually reading the outline as well. Good. Well, I think we can hang up now and uh, I will get to writing. Thank you. Uh, I think it was a good and fun journey here to record our plotting. 
Yes, and I hope it helps other authors. It was it was fun to work on the story, and now we're gonna have another short story. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Speak to you later then. Yeah. Have a good week. Happy writing. Cheers. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Write the Story, a limited series podcast. Please consider to support. It will help us make more podcasts like this one in the future. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash amwritingfantasy.